Hello, my friends. For many people, financial stewardship isn't just about smart financial decisions. They also want to allocate their resources in a way that is consistent with their values and their religious principles. Revo Financial brings biblical wisdom to the financial planning and investment process. Whether planning for retirement or college, for a first-time home or special charitable or estate strategy, Revo Financial will come alongside you and help you define your financial goals and establish a plan to reach them. For more information or to set up a complimentary one-on-one appointment, visit RevoFinancial.com or call 918-336-7877. Revo Financial. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Northfield Radio Program with your host, Caleb Gordon. I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. We are loving this fabulous fall-like weather, and they have the perfect hot beverages to complete your day. Check them out at outpostcoffeeco.com. You won't regret it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with us for this week's journey. I'm done talking politics. I have dedicated a bulk of the podcast this year to talking about coronavirus and politics. And I just, uh, there's been things that were necessary to say, but I don't want to dedicate any more time for the rest of 2020 to this. I want to get back to the basics. What's that old song? Get back to the basics of things. We're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about the gospel. We're going to talk about the power of the gospel. This week, I'm going to have my friend Zach Costello come in, and we're going to talk about men and just the idea of fellowship, masculine community, why it is so important. Why do guys need each other? Why is masculine community so vital? We're going to be touching on Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about men and masculine community and why it's important and just try to decompress and unplug from the insanity of 2020. So here's my conversation with my good friend, Zach Costello. All right. I think we're, we're in. Zach Costello. How's it going, my friend? Very good, my friend. Uh, <laughs> very good. Fantastic. So, I wanted I, I wanted to have you on. We're going to talk about masculinity, uh, talk about um, men, and the importance of community, biblical community, and, and why masculine community is so important for Christian men to have. Um, okay. Sort of the idea that I I had was in Proverbs. Well, before we just, how are things, before, while I'm turning there, how are things going in your life? I don't want to just seem really cold and, you know, (laughs) crass here. Go ahead and just, how's things going? Yeah, no, things are, (laughs) things are going, going well. Um, God is, is, uh, is good. He's good all the time. Um, I am, I am, uh, what is it? All the time he's good. What is it that Dave Ramsey always says? Uh, Doing better than I deserve, right? Somebody told you know? me that tonight. We were walking um, downtown, and somebody said that. I was like, "How you doing?" Said, I'm better than I deserve. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. always better than we deserve." Right? Yeah, but God is gracious and wonderful, and got a good family, and um, just trying to serve the Lord and, and be obedient and uh, preach wherever I can. You're and, preaching literally all over the place right now. 
I, as as many places as I can, I guess. I'm so, I'm <laughs> so excited for you that, that God has opened doors for you to yeah. to minister and to, he's, to spread the gospel. He's in control and he's opened doors and given me opportunities and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Amen. So just follow him and, and um, preach the word. Preach you know? the word, baby. Get it, get it, get it. So, um, so I want to talk about masculine community, biblical masculine community. And why it's important. Um, mm-hmm. I think we live in a world today where we don't have men who value actual community. Uh, we say we do, uh, but in terms of community, we, we like to get around and just you know, let's uh, I'm gonna go barbecue and drink some beers, and that's that's the that's the idea of community for most guys. But in terms of having a biblical relationship with a fella where uh, you unpack the word, you you hold each other accountable, you talk about the things you, you about mm-hmm. of, of the scriptures and, and God. Why do you think uh, why do you think that's important, or do you even think that's important? Absolutely, <laughs> I, I think it's extremely important. Um, we as uh, I, I don't remember who said it, someone smarter than me. Uh, we as believers are called to be in community community with each other. Uh, we are called to uh, support one another. We are called to act as a body. You know, Scripture talks about that, that, uh, you know, the one body part will not say to another body part, I have no need of you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we are to function and act <clears throat> as a body, and community is very important. Um, we cannot do this on our own. We can't run the race on our own. Um, we need uh, the preserving grace of God uh, that causes us to persevere ultimately, of course. Um, but in that, one of the means, I believe, that he has ordained in order to help us or cause us to persevere is <clears throat> our church community around us yeah. that's constantly um, encouraging us, uh, convicting us mm-hmm. if necessary. Yep. Um uh, sharpening one another with the scripture and yep. asking questions and holding each other accountable. Um, it's not like a, uh, I need to get all up in your business kind of thing. And <laughs> I need to know everything about you in a gossip sort of manner. And it's, it doesn't work if if guys do. Yeah, I mean, no. If I did that to you all the time and I was always like, you suck. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> at this, you suck at hey, that. Man, you know what? Um, I don't think that you are a very good Christian. At all? Yeah, I don't even. I don't think you are either. Like it, that, that. How how would you? If I did that to you constantly, what would your response be to me? Or how would would you be like? Oh gosh, here he comes again. <laughs> I, I'd probably avoid you, but I mean, it, it overall, it would depend on what you were saying, I guess, right? And um, how you were backing it up, right? Yeah. So we have to define that correctly. Exactly. How okay. we deal with each other in the Christian community. It's not. Hey, you do better because of my opinion, or hey, you need to act this way because right. well, I just believe it will go better for you if if you do. No, it's what's hey, the brother, word of God say? This is what the word of God says. I see that you've been struggling with this thing, or you have this question, or this concern, or this uh, pain in your life. Yeah, this is what Scripture says. Let's go to the truth of God's word. And how can I help you and how can I pray for you? Yeah. Uh, let's look to what God says because his word is the ultimate word. You know? it, so. Yeah, 
And, and, I, and I told you the text that I sort of kind of wanted to run with was, was Proverbs chapter 13. And verse 20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. Um, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. I love, I love that. that. That those that walk with biblically wise men who I mean obviously this can apply to women as well mm-hmm. but we're talking you know the apple or the 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 point where I'm at is is men and men who walk together and seek wise counsel those who who follow wise counsel I mean we, you before the mic hit record earlier we were talking about uh, you know folks like Rob Bell and, and different mm-hmm. these these guys that had in the beginning when they started their teaching, obviously they had some they had some major theological issues, but they still had some stuff that was that sounded good. But as they got around this companion of other people that influenced their their theology, right. they began to just waver in any right. type of. Right. I think of guys like Francis Chan, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like was a solid guy that that I listen to often. Yeah. Loved seemed that way. Anyway. At least he seemed, yeah. His yeah. theology seemed really, really good. I mean, he came from Johnny Mack's seminary. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, that's uh, that to me was one of those credible, oh, okay, he's he's got cre- credibility. Yeah, look came, at these credentials. You know, look yeah. where he came from. But then again, you just, you know, which I didn't know this, James White came from Fuller. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what an amazing, crazy spectrum to where you can have uh, James White, who who I would say is one of the greatest theologians of our modern time, come out of a seminary that is now shows no remnant of ever having been a seminary. I mean, and he's even said, oh, it was headed left even back then. But he had a he had a scholarship to go there. Sure, you know, he, there was just circumstances. circumstances, and obviously, ultimately, God ordained that he be there, be there. for for whatever reason. What purpose? So is someone God. like James White can come out of Fuller, that's like you know a theological garbage dump. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> like, fire. not much different than like Union <laughs> Theological Seminary over in New York right? or Notre Dame. <laughs> and, and then you have uh, someone like Francis Chan or others that appear to come from a credible place yeah. and yet now they're saying some incredibly concerning things Very. straying left you're hearing some romanism here yeah. and there yeah. you're hearing other things that line up with like word of faith type theology as well yeah. and you're like what is happening i thought yeah i thought these guys had their all I mean, good so you you've know? got this idea whoever walks with the wise will become wise and, and who yeah. you, and I've said it for years I mean if I ever go do school talks or anything like that who you run with I mean that's who you're gonna be eventually I mean if I if I hang out with nothing but uh, left-leaning liberals who have that say abortion and is okay and it's a woman's right to choose and that's all I ever have at my table yeah. Eventually, that's going to influence me to a point that I'm going to I might waver in my commitment to saying abortion. Yeah, is you may uh, compromise a little bit. Compromise, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and and when you read that initial scripture in Proverbs 13, one of the first things that popped up in my mind was the very beginning of Proverbs in chapter one, uh, verse seven. I'm sure you know it. Where he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, mm-hmm. or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so if we examine that and know that Scripture supports Scripture, 
And scripture is inerrant and scripture interprets scripture, right? Where were you, 1320? Yeah, 1320. We examine that and understand that what Solomon told us right at the beginning of Proverbs is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom. Therefore, ergo, Ergo. men or people who are wise, who have understanding, who have knowledge, only have that knowledge and can only... uh, rub off that that wonderful biblical knowledge onto you as a friend as mm-hmm. a brother in Christ because they fear the Lord yeah because absolutely. they have wisdom in the Lord in his from his scripture from his word and if the if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge the beginning of wisdom then you see what I'm saying it, it, you, you know, keep going these people verse... in Proverbs 13 verse 20 who walk with the wise and they're mm-hmm. becoming wise well it would seem to me that those who are wise, are walking with the Lord. Yeah. They live in fear, holy uh, respect and honor Absolutely. of the Lord with their whole life. I think it's funny because in Proverbs one, in that in verse seven, I pulled out a different translation, uh, and it says, um, "You know, fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge." But in one, this one translation says, "Stupid people don't listen to God." <laughs> it says, "Fools despise wow. wisdom and instruction." And I yeah. found this uh-huh. other translation. It said, "Stupid people don't listen to God." <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. Fools despise wisdom, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I like that translation. That's awesome. Yeah. So you I want to hear a whole lot of. The, these are stupid. They are stupid. This and that. Go to Jeremiah, man. Right. I tell you, it is full of it. Full of that. What? They are stupid and they lack wisdom. Well, I just, I mean, I think we, I mean, we've got to have, it's so important. And, and, and as we get into weird, this weird season that we're in with, I mean, we're looking at, you know, the last, I know the last time I, I didn't want, uh, I don't want to talk about politics. And I'm trying. I'm trying not to. And I even said in the, in the intro of this thing, I don't want to talk about politics. I want to talk about. I want to bring it back to Christ. But man, the season that we're in, like we're locking. Like it's important to be a part of a community. Mm-hmm. It's important yeah, that absolutely. that the godly men get around other godly men. Get. I mean, if you need to go out and sit around a campfire, and and, and well, I don't care what it is. I mean, we're just as long as you are with godly men. And yeah. I, we need each other. We do we need that support. No, there are no uh, lone wolf Christians. There's right? no such thing as lone or, ranger. Or lone Christianity. ranger, lone yeah. wolf, lone ranger. I don't know. What it, I got that. Wolf pack. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, <laughs> wolves are pack animals, aren't they? You need your pack. You need your pack. But it's so true, isn't it? Because look, I'll I'll speak from personal experience, and I I think most men could align with this. Is when I uh, separate myself. When I uh, purposely isolate myself, um, run from potential friendships, run from that sharpening that I gather from fellow believers, fellow brothers in Christ, guess what I am liable to do? What's that? Sin. No. You mean mean being in a gospel-centered community like a church? Like a a church. A Bible-believing church. A Bible-believing church, yes. If you're in one of those places, you mean you're far less likely to engage in sin if you're a part of a gospel-centered community? Indeed. Why? Oh, that sounds that sounds and interesting. Why is that? Well, <laughs> Proverbs 27, right? Okay. You brought up that. Uh, yeah. You brought that up earlier. So Proverbs 27, 17, another familiar verse. Iron sharpens iron. Ah. So one man sharpens another. 
So, and we talked a lot about this verse recently at, at my own church. We had some some men's um, uh, meetings for mm-hmm. for several weeks, and my pastor was going over this, and he talked about the consequences of rubbing metals together, like iron on iron, and and he covered various like rocks and diamonds and spoke of things like that. But the important thing to note is when these metals or stones or various materials rub against each other, they don't merely sharpen each other, right? That's a consequence of what's happening. But another consequence is there is material that is being shaven off Mm -hmm. of those materials. And I thought that was such a cool point that he made that as you and I, when we sharpen each other, we're not merely becoming sharper so that we can go out and attack and conquer the world right. with our, our sick theology, right? It's not about just we're becoming sharper and we're lobbing our spears and shooting our bullets out into the world. Yes, that may be a, a, a byproduct as well. But another consequence of us sharpening each other is that we are actually shaving things off of each other yeah. that need to go. Absolutely, and things that's that, things that need to leave and that need to be uh, ejected from ejected. our life, whether it's yes. whether it's some sort of sin or mm-hmm. some sort of um, um, sadness or or um, I'm having trouble coming up with examples. Yeah, any of those things. Yeah, yeah any, the, anything that goes against the biblical model and the biblical principles of who we are called to be in Christ. Yeah. We, as we sharpen one another, are shaving away those the, those things that don't align of, with God's exactly. word. And I think that's and that's when I say with the season we're in, like we're we're looking at they want to, they want to start locking stuff down again. And yeah. I just think that's crazy. And I, that's I keep I hold fast to Hebrews ten, where it tells us, let us stir one another up. To, let us stir. I'm sorry. Let us consider how to stir one another up to love and to good works. And to good not work, yeah. not neglecting to meet together as it as it has been the habit of some, but encourage one another all the more as the day draws near. And so I think that we've. I mean, we have a mandate from God Himself. He says, "Do not, do not neglect yeah. to meet together." It, like it's not a well, maybe, but He says, He says. Don't neglect to meet together. Yeah, like you've got to, you've got to stay are, hooked in together. Yeah, we are expected to gather. And so, and to meet to eat when, each other. When man's law says, "No, oh, you guys, you don't need." There's no church. Really, isn't essential. It's not a big deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's what you say. But God's word says, "Do not neglect this." So if God's word says, do not neglect this, but our governor or some other entity says, hey, neglect this, mm-hmm. who do we who do we listen yeah. to? God's law is superior. Amen. God's law is superior. Law is so this is why it's important for men to be connected in together. We're to stir one another up. Not, and not for drama, not for mm-hmm. negative things, but we're to stir one another. The scripture gives us very clear, stir one another up to love and to good works. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean. Yeah. And, and so that's, those are byproducts, right? Yes. Of what we see in Proverbs 13. We, you are stirring one another up with love and good works. Well, when you do that, 
I think a byproduct is that you will become wiser, wiser. over time. And it's not in a sense that, oh, I've become so much wiser over time and I'm so much better than you and better What's... than... It's not that like that. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. And I think it's it's a very clear statement, isn't it? Well, what's Ephesians? Uh, Ephesians says knowledge puffs up, right? Mm-hmm. We have yeah, that, you know, sure. any, any of that. But wisdom... Godly wisdom is not gonna. It's not gonna puff us up or build us up. It's gonna. Yeah, yeah. It's, gonna, it's not saying that I am. I become wise because I've studied so much more. Although that that may contribute. Sure. But I'm not wise because of something in innate within me. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming wise because I'm hanging out with other people that are also biblically wise, yeah. and they are sharpening me and they're helping train me. It's not because of anything in me necessarily. But it's because these men, godly men, are pointing me to God's word. Yeah. They're holding me accountable to God's word. Yeah. They're living according to according God's to. word. And their wisdom, guess what? I spend a lot of time with them. It rubs off on it me. It does rub. And you start, I mean, you, you know this to be true about our friendship, right? Yeah. There are things that you say that maybe is just like a, a Calebism, you know, a thing sure. that you say often that now I say. From time to time, and I say like a joking, a joking mirror. Yeah, well, Caleb would say this, you know? and I'm sure the same <laughs> yeah, has I've been true same. for I, me to you, where I've yeah. I've had some saying or something that I just love to repeat often, something whatever the character of God that that just I love to say this thing over and over, and now you say it too. So we've like yes. rubbed off of on each other, yep. and we've influenced each influenced. other. Influenced absolutely for for bad. No, no, I mean, for good because we're. Living according to and pointing to the Bible, to God's Word. Exactly. And that has consequences, good consequences. And you had mentioned this earlier in our, before the mic hit on, just how men's ministries just so often point to the wrong. Like it's not, thus saith the Word or thus saith the Lord. It's, you know, well, my experience is this or, mm, yeah. you know. I had this occasion, which I, I get illustrations are good and those aren't bad yeah, things. Sure. But, but if the foundation is not the word of God, I, I think it's it's problematic. Mm-hmm. And you've yeah. got to have the foundation of the scriptures. I mean, that has to be the bedrock on which we stand. Yeah. If we have, yeah. you know, if it's a life experience or um, some, you know, oh, I, I read this book from so-and-so that was this, but it's not really a biblical book. That, you know, that might be a red flag. It's a red flag yeah. for something, right? Yeah. Or it's not about your opinions. Exactly. Right? Now, you know, there is great wisdom many times in sure. age, right? Your mm-hmm. dad, my goodness, every time I talk to the man, he, he blows my mind about something. He is a wise man. You and me both. Because of himself. No, God's no. no he's, because he's, he's dedicated the word. He's dedicated his life to it, and Please. he's absorbed it. You know, fifty some fifty plus fifty almost sixty years. Yeah, of that's beautiful of reading God's word and pouring over. I mean that his his office that he's got off the side. I mean, there's notebooks. Just yeah, you can't read any of the handwriting. Full of old sermons. Yeah, old sermons that he's. Yeah. Re- I mean, like notebooks that are just and they're all handwritten. Nothing's yeah. typed. Yeah, everything's handwritten. And you can't read any of his handwriting. It, it looks <laughs> ridiculous. But he can open it up and he can read it. And he can, pre- uh, to this day, he'll open up his notebooks and he can read through it and just perfectly. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I mean, this is back to the idea of he got around men 
who love the word. He mm-hmm. got around yeah. preacher other preachers that love the word, and, and right. so you've got right. this. Those who walk in with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm or suffer loss. Um, yeah, and that that brings we don't have to go in a different theological direction here, but that right there. But the companion of fools will suffer harm immediately. The verse that comes to my mind is, "Who is the fool but he who says there is no is God?" God. Yeah, right. So yeah. I just I think. Like we said a minute ago, it's not because of anything innate in me. I don't think a man is wise because he has opinions that sound wise. Men older than myself, or sometimes younger than myself, men of all ages have given you bad advice in the past. Yep. Right? I've gotten opinions from men older than myself who have said things, horrible things, concerning like marriage, for instance. I've had an older man approach me, and maybe he might have had a shred of joking to what he said. I don't know. But what he said was, well, you know, you marry a girl, and early into that marriage, if you find that you're throwing up some red flags and things aren't going quite right, you need to just, you need to just get out of there before, before things really go south. You need to just book it and, and run away. Just get out of there. That's not good advice. And this was a man who claimed to be a Christian. That's and I'm like, advice. And I think later, of course now, especially now with the, the biblical knowledge that, I, that I've gained from just studying the word, I'm like, that was horrible advice. <laughs> That's not godly advice no, for not. a marriage. You don't like her? Run, boy. (laughs) My goodness. That's like, you almost sound like the Pharisees. Can a man divorce his wife for any reason? Yeah. Literally any reason under the sun. And, um, you know, so I just use that as an example. That was his opinion, okay? Yeah. That was not according to Scripture. No. That was not God's word. (laughs) Uh, There's God's truth. I've I've had the same. I've had conversations with guys over the years. Uh, in that same respect, to you know, they they just bounce, and I'm like, yeah, just take off. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why are you? Go- I don't like her anymore. Mm-hmm. What? I, and I've had I have had men in this very room who've sat and said, "What do I do? She left. Uh, she mm-hmm. she just bounced. What do I do?" Yeah. And so yeah, I've got to walk them through what what's the word say? I mean, you're gonna have to lean into him because yeah. there yeah there was a well, season see, of my life. I love and, what you said there. I don't want to interrupt, but. You said, what's the word say? I love it. You immediately went there. And yeah. I love that. You didn't say, well, buddy, let me tell you a story and yeah. give you my opinion. No, yeah. let's go to the word. <laughs> and, and that's, and that's uh, from life experience on my own, I didn't. I, I didn't. And even though I had, and this was the thing, I, I had men that were like, go to the word. And I was like, you know what? No. No, I'm going to do my own thing. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a companion of wise men. I got around people who okayed my behavior, said you're sure, you know, yeah, you're hurt. You people who it. affirmed you, listen, you, sweetheart, you're okay, buddy. You're hurt. You can do what you want. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't do what I want. I have to do yeah. what God's word has called me to do. And those people, I I was a companion of fools for a season. Yeah. Of my of my life, and that suffered harm. Yeah, <laughs> there was sure. a lot of rough. You had some oh, some temporal pain, gosh, and, and consequences, stupidity. But praise God to the glory of His grace. Ephesians two, man. He didn't but keep you there. 
God. But God. But God. Who is rich, rich. in mercy. Come on, brother. So I, I, th- I just think having a community of godly men is important. And I think that every man who hears this needs to dedicate to find godly men. There are some that are out there. I know it's it's difficult sometimes to find it. Yeah. But you can find godly men who love they don't just love the idea of Jesus. They actually love the word. They have a they have a heart for the word and they want to see the word propelled into the entire I almost said the atmosphere that just sounds silly but uh, it just I mean they want to see God's word pushed out they want to see it yeah. preached they want to see it proclaimed um, I just I think that's so so important for we as as yeah. men Christian men is to find godly wise biblical men yeah absolutely and if you have a biblical fellowship you're going to have as a result boldness that is going to come about yeah uh, biblical yeah. boldness and i just think that's, that's so important so yeah scripture says elsewhere that uh, i wish i could remember the reference right this moment maybe you remember but there's a passage where it's talking about that if uh, if a man is walking alone and he falls down he's unable to pick himself up or something no, like that uh, but if he's walking in tandem with a brother with a brother it's his brother james can pick himself I, think that's, up. I think that's in james I think yeah, maybe I, I'm sorry, people. I don't have the whole Bible memorized, but I know have. I read that recently this year in my Bible in a year plan. And I read that. I was like, man, that's good stuff too. Yeah. And that, that applies directly to what we're talking about here too. We need that godly community. Uh, we are not lone rangers. We're not lone wolves. Uh, if we try to do it on our own, like I said earlier, I think every man can attest to this Christian men that my tendency is that my flesh will want to take over. 100%. Is that I will want to sin. I will want to indulge in things that God yeah. would not have me indulge in. Yeah, no. I will want to um, uh, fill my mind with things that they shouldn't be filled with. I 100%. get a little looser on what movies I'm, I'm watching and yeah. what things I'm allowing to come across the screen during whatever TV show or Netflix or Amazon Prime or yep. whatever it is. You know, you the tendency is to veer off yeah. towards the flesh and towards sin when you isolate yourself from the body. You cannot do it on your own. Hundred percent, you can't. We can't. need each other. You can't, my friend. Well, I'm glad you came on the show today. Me too. Um, Thank you for having me. Bro. Absolutely, we'll do. It. I'll have you again. Yeah, just maybe just have you regular co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, would you dismiss us in prayer? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, Lord God, we thank you for your word, Lord. It is life to us. It is a blessing to us, Lord, that you didn't leave us in the dark to just figure it out. Mm. You didn't just leave us alone and and say, figure it out, you dummy dumb. (laughs) You didn't do that. God, you left us instruction. You told us in your word what we need. You told us how to serve you, when to serve you. You even help us serve you and and give us a heart to serve you. But Lord, you told us that we are to serve you in a body. Yeah. You told us that we need each other, that we need to support one another and uplift and edify and convict one another. God, help us to do that. Don't let us be lone rangers and lone wolves, Lord God. Please let us adhere to your word. Let us obey it. And help us to find godly men in our church bodies 
both to influence and to influence us, God. Lord, please help us. Please be with us and bless us and guide us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for being here, brother. Thank you. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.